0: All right. Now I'm talking. I was talking there about uh, a time and thing that happened to me that was not uh, deliberate on my part. But there's also ways that we deliberately look for things that take our mind away. Because sometimes you can do do crazy stuff because all you're focused on is that. If you can get a few moments of reprieve or you can get a few days of your mind elsewhere, you come back and look at that different than what you were looking at it when you were all consumed in it. That's why they say don't, don't make major decisions when you're at a low place in your life. Don't make major decisions when when you're at one of those things where you're overwhelmed with depression and discouragement and all of these things. Do what you can to get your mind on something else before you come back and look at this in more of a logical and way of reality. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? So let me get back here. To procreate means to begat or to generate or to produce, or to bring into being. So, so Peter was saying, gird up, tie up the loins of your mind, the area of your life that has the ability and the power to bring things into being. Get a hold of that area that can generate, that can beget. Now, the opposite or the the other end of that is what I mentioned earlier, to reproduce. You could look at loins that way, to reproduce. Well, what is that telling us? It's to make a copy of. If you're reproducing something, you're making a copy of, or a representation of, or a duplicate of, or a close imitation of, uh, to produce again. Or to a new by natural process to, to form or make or bring about again anew in a different manner. To recall to the mind or have a mental image of something uh, that, that already existed by the aid of your imagination. You're bringing, you see the difference. Procreating is bringing something into existence. It's beginning right there. Reproducing is just taking something that already exists and in one way or another copying that. Peter's saying gird up the loins of your mind and maybe it's never existed there before but if you can take your thinking to that you will produce something brand new that is not just a repeat of what has already happened. I'm not going to get scientific and I'm not going to go into all of the other, the other things that, that I could say today, but there's a real, a, 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 a real truth that many people just keep living through and, and, and experiencing the same stuff in their life that they've been going through or, or first was perpetrated on them when they were a child. They just keep reproducing that in their mind. They keep reproducing that in their spirit. They keep reproducing those same pains, those same thoughts, those same anxieties, those same fears, those same, and it just keeps, they're just reliving it. You got to get to the place where you stop reproducing those same things and you really kind of defrag the computer and you wipe out all of those thoughts and you start thinking in a way that now will procreate, that will produce new thoughts, that will produce new feelings, that will produce new ideas, that will produce a new way of living. Somebody shout amen. That's what I want. I don't want to keep reliving all of the old stuff. I want to walk in something new. And so no matter what happens, I'm going to gird up the loins of my mind and move forward in this, not get trapped in the past, the prison of my past And say, because that happened, I can't do anything else. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can break that cycle. You can change that pain in your life. You can go forward. And Paul said, think on these things. Take action. I wish you guys were really hearing me today. Let me just give you an example. I'll give you an example. Acts 26. Acts 26, verse 1 and 2. Now, I don't have time to go back and explain all of this, but I'll at least try to catch you up to speed quickly here. Paul is on trial, okay? He has been accosted. He has been through pain, suffering, sorrow, criticism, ridicule. I mean, you can go back several chapters. You can go back to chapter 21 or so. I mean, you got five or six chapters of him appearing before this one and appearing before that one and trying to make his case here and not being heard there. And, 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 and he's incarcerated and he's being treated like a criminal. And, and much of this is coming, if not all of this is coming, from his own people. And now he gets to a place where he's not yet to Caesar. He's not yet to the highest power. He's not yet to the one who could make the final decision. He's kind of in a lower court, if I can say it that way. And there were times in all of this, he was not given the liberty to speak. And he's the one being attacked. And so you get to chapter 26, and he's, then Agrippa said unto Paul, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself. He's given the opportunity now to say something. Then Paul stretched forth his hand and answered for himself. And you can imagine the gesture. He didn't have anybody come in as an advocate. He didn't have anybody come in as his defense attorney. He didn't have anybody come in and, and bring it all up and go through all the law and say everything that needed to be uh, said. So he, he said, I, I'm going to answer for myself. And look what he said. I think myself happy. I love this. Here he is on trial. His life is in jeopardy. Everything has been stripped from him his reputation, his dignity, his history, his accomplishments. Everything has been stripped from him. He's being dragged around like a criminal. His life is coming to an end. It's all over. It doesn't get any worse than what he was in right then. He had been through shipwreck. He had been through beatings. He had been through starvation. He had been through physical, emotional, mental, spiritual attack. He had been abandoned. He had been Belittled he had, people, had gossiped people, had, 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 had brought up things that were not true. He had been slandered. Everything that you can imagine had happened to him. And he has an opportunity to speak. And he says, "The first thing I want to say to you is, "I think myself happy." Are you kidding me? I think myself happy." Paul was silent till he had finally the liberty to start speaking. And when it was allowed to him, this is what, this is what uh, Matthew Henry, who, who is uh, a Bible commentator that I like to read after from time to time, he said it this, Paul was silent till he had, the, he had this liberty allowed him. For those are not the most forward to speak that are best prepared to speak and speak best now there's a lot in that and I'm not going to preach all that but Paul basically had prepared and he was letting it all build up. It's not always the people that just start talking real quick and saying everything as soon as things start going on. They're not the most wise, and they're not always the best one to speak. A lot of times, it's a person that just kind of sets back, takes it all in, thinks through it all, processes all the words. How am I going to approach this? How are we going to win this? What am I going to do about this? You hold your tongue. You don't always lash out. You don't always just offend yourself at the moment. Sometimes you just go through a whole lot of hardship. You go through a whole lot of difficulty. You go through a a whole lot of challenge, a whole lot of, 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 of things leveled against you, a whole lot of stuff and you're not you're not doing much about it. It seems like you're not making a case for yourself but what you're doing like Paul was is you're storing up that when I get the opportunity I'm going to say what really matters. Here's what would have happened for most of us. We would have said why are you doing this to me and I don't deserve this to be happening and why would you strip that from me and why would you take my dignity and why are you attacking me and why is all this going on in my life, for chat earlier and as soon as people attack we want to respond right back well you don't know me and you don't know what I've been through and you don't know what I've had to face and you don't want to know what went what I went through as a child you don't know how I've tried to barely survive it. you don't know how people have abandoned me and you, you. That's, that's what we do you know what he did? I think myself happy I mean how, how do you do that? by going to a different level in your thinking, by, by generating some new, something new and not something old? Why do we keep reliving our old past when He's given us an opportunity to move into a brand new place? Some people think it's the church's fault and it's the, the parishioner's fault and it's the counselor's fault and it's my friend's fault. No, you know, at the end of the day, it all falls on you. What are you going to do about your situation? And how will you face your situation? Your situation is not my situation. I have my own and you have your own. I told you what I decided to do a long time ago. I'm going forward no matter what happens, no matter what comes. I'm going to get let my mind go to a new place in God and generate something brand new. Not old hurts, old pains, old discouragement, old depression, old... No, 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 no. I'm not going back to that time and time again. I'm girding up the loins of my mind. I'm going to be sober about the situation and move... Move forward by the help and grace of God. How do you do it? You don't do it by me holding your hand. You don't do it by sitting close to someone that may be a step or two down the road. It may encourage you to keep trying. But if anything's going to change in your life, it's going to change because you let your mind elevate to a brand new place and you take action and start thinking like you've never thought before. Give your neighbor a high five and say, I like what my pastor's saying today. Amen. So the attack Paul had come under could, could have easily, okay, it could have easily put him in a state of depression. It could have easily put him in a compromising mindset. He could have stood there saying, just do whatever you're going to do. I'm just tired of going through what I'm going through. Nobody sees. Nobody understands. Nobody knows what's really in my heart. It's obvious. This, 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 this isn't ever going to change. <sighs> listen, why do we have to keep doing this? Just kill me. Let's get this over with. There's no reason to, there's no reason to live. There's no reason to go forward. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. <sighs> a couple weeks ago, we saw a lady on the street screaming that to her friends. I don't know if she was inebriated. I don't, I don't know what the deal was. She was just on the street hollering at her friends a half a block away. I'm tired. I'm just tired. I'm tired. Screaming, screaming. And everybody around, we're in our car with our windows down and, and I heard her screaming, I'm tired. And one friend comes out of the group and down to where she is and starts to try to hug her and she's still, I'm just tired. Then crying. I, I don't know what, had happened previous to that. I, I don't know what was going on, but I do know one thing she was tired of whatever it was. You ever feel that way? I mean, he could have stood there saying, I'm tired of being lied on. I'm tired of being attacked. I'm, why does it have to be me? I've done nothing but try to help the cause. I've done nothing but try to love people and help. Why, why are y'all so mean to me? He didn't do that. That's the way many of us. Respond to situations in our life. Just leave me alone. Go attack somebody else. Why does it always have to be my family? Why is it always me? Why? He said. First thing I want to tell you is I have already put myself in a mindset that I'm happy about being here and I'm excited about telling you exactly what's in my heart because I've been waiting several chapters to get here. He said. I think myself. Man, I love that verse. I just love that that statement. When he could have let his, you know, he could have refused to move forward, but he didn't. What he did do was say, I'm not going to let my circumstances pull me into a reality of hopelessness. I'm not going to let this drag me down. I think, as I speak to you, Agrippa, King Agrippa, as I, as I lay this out before you with everybody against me, the first thing I want to say to you is I'm in a good mood today and I'm just glad to have the opportunity to tell you what's on my heart. I have, how do you do that when everything's stripped, when everything is gone, when you've been beaten, when you've, they've tried to stone you to death and, and you're saying, I'm happy! What, had he lost his mind? What, was he crazy? No, 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 no. He did what he had recommended that others do. When all these things are, are happening in your life, think on something else. Think on something else. Now, i got to come to a close here real quickly, and I, I don't want to keep, keep you uh, dragging you on here, but I'm not saying, okay, being positive changes the circumstances. So please don't read that into this. I'm not saying, go home and be positive about everything and it'll all get better. That's not what I'm saying. So if that's what you're hearing, I'm slowing down long enough right now to help you. That's not what I'm saying. Okay, being positive, (laughs) I'm not saying changes the circumstances. Nor am I saying that being positive will even remove or eliminate the circumstances. See, because some people leave church think, well, I'll just start thinking better and positive and all my troubles will go away. That's not what I'm saying. And that's not what the writers were saying. Okay? Being positive doesn't always change the circumstance. Being positive doesn't always eliminate the challenge that that you're going through. But what it will help you do is face with faith the moment that you're in. Okay? It may not eliminate it, but it will give you faith. How are you going to face it? I'm going to face it through faith. I'm going to face this through the faith that I have in God. I'm going to let my mind go to another place and produce something that is real and something that is new. A thought that's not those old... depressing thoughts, but I'm going to produce in my mind something that is real and something that is hopeful and I'm going to face my situation with faith. I'm not going to just say, God's going to take care of it, it's all going to be gone and then I'm never going to have another problem. It doesn't work that way. You get faith to face the moment that you're in at that time. And he said, I'm happy to represent myself. I'm happy to share my side of the story. Whether that changes anything or not, I'm at least going to get it off my chest. And my mind is up here no matter where anybody else's mind is. And I love it. I love it. Somebody here today needs to grab a hold of this. And, and, and let a new mind and a new thought process envelop you. Let it lift you today. It's important, okay? And I said it in the beginning. It's important where you allow your thoughts to dwell. It's important. Don't underestimate its importance. Because your mind will either lead you into greater things in God or it will lead you in a path of more hurt and destruction and pain okay so so here's the thing here's the six things to occupy your thoughts true is it true then don't don't give your mind to it you don't you're not sure if it's true then don't give your mind to it Think on things that are true. How many times have you had that conversation with your children or your spouse or your friends? Did you see it? Do you know it's the truth? Then if you don't, let's not let our mind wander somewhere. Is it true? Think on that. Is it honest? Think on that. Is it just? Think on that. Is it pure? Think on that. Is it lovely? Think on that. Is it of a good report? Think on that. Some people, that number six, that last one right there, would clear up a whole lot of junk in their life. If they'd stop listening and taking everything that comes into their life. You know, if it's not a good report, then don't think on it. If it's a a critical, gossiping, negative, judgmental, don't even t- don't receive the report. Well, they said it. How do you know it's true? You don't know it's true. So if you don't know it's true, then don't give your mind to it. Because if you give your mind to things that are not of a good report and true and honest and just and pure, if you're not giving yourself to that, then you're being pulled down into a place where your joy is gone and your precious valuable time is being stripped from you. And you can never get that back. Find ways to do this every day, okay? Babe, come to the keyboard. I'm closing here. Find ways to do this every day. To do what? Think on these six things. Maybe you you pick out one of those for each day of the week and on Sunday you come and let the Lord lift you and let pastor encourage you and preach, preach your thoughts up there. But maybe, maybe Monday is the day you say, this is a day of truth for me. Every Monday, I'm, I'm getting my mind on things that are true. Every Tuesday, I'm getting my mind on things that are, I don't know, do it however you want to. I'm just making suggestions. But, but find ways to do it every day. If it doesn't fall, if what you're hearing, thinking, seeing, experiencing, if it doesn't fall into one of those six categories, it doesn't, Deserve or merit your attention. If it doesn't fall into one of those categories, don't cloud your mind with it. Don't do it. Don't sacrifice your joy, your happiness, your sanity, your present, or your future with with things that will keep you in a state of stress. Worry and grief and fear and unbelief. He said, whatsoever things, finally, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Let's stand together. Amen. 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 I believe that there's some new God thoughts being produced in this place right now. I believe there's some new things being generated right now in someone's mind. You came in today feeling overwhelmed. You came in feeling lonely. You came in feeling like it's never going to be any different than it is right now. But in the last little while, God's helped your mind to be elevated today. And you've made a decision. I'm going to think on things that are true. I'm going to think on things that are honest. I'm going to think on things that are just. I'm going to think on things that are pure. I'm going to think on things that are lovely. I'm going to think on things that are of a good report. I'm not going to let my mind be stolen from me. I'm not going to let my life be stripped from me. God's been too good. I'm not living in depression. I'm not living in fear. I'm not going to keep reliving the pain of the of my past and the prison that I was in. I'm going to start living new. I'm going to start walking in a new path. I'm going to let God do this. This isn't mind over matter. This isn't be positive and everything changes. This is a man of God standing before a council saying I think myself happy no matter what's going on. I know, I know, I know that God's work is being played out in this. Man, Anybody feel like just stepping out from where you are and coming and joining with me in the altar for a moment?